as a leader, in whatever capacity that it is that you lead, one of the ways that you probably became a leader was because you set out to achieve great things. Now, as much as you may have achieved many great things, as we all have, what is it that stops us from setting for, for achieving the things that the other things we set out? You know what I mean? There's, there's things we do, but there's also those things that are playing in the back of our mind, and we know we've not quite reached them. Is it that we're not capable? Maybe it's that we believe we're not capable. Maybe we believe we don't have the skills. Well, the truth is, skills can be learned. Maybe we believe we don't have the resources. Well, the truth of the matter is that we probably have way more resources than we recognize. I was working with um, an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur who's doing very well in all kinds of things, and we were having this discussion about this, this big goal that this person had set and that they wanted to reach this goal, but they they'd wanted to reach that goal now for 10 years. And as much as this person had done all kinds of great things, this one thing sort of gnawed away at, at their mind about how they had not achieved this other big, big goal. In a conversation that we had, you know, this person was asking me, am I, is it that I'm not capable? Do I, you know, I've tr I think I have the skills. Uh, everybody tells me I'm capable. Why am I not getting there? And my answer to this person was the same as it would be to you, which is, what if you're already there? Now, of course, that seems like an odd thing. But oftentimes, we're looking at something through a single framework. We're looking at things through a certain context. And when we do that, it's like looking through a pair of glasses, a pair of lenses that only show us one particular color. And therefore, we miss all the rest. If you're wearing red lenses, for instance, you would miss all the greens. And so we began to look at the thing that, like, what would um, articulate, what would be the evidence that this person had reached that goal. And then as we broke that down, it was fascinating to see that, in fact, this person had surpassed the original goal. It just looked different than the way they had planned it. And you see, why is this? And this is my leadership tip to you that I'm going to circle back with in a minute. But it's that you have a brain, <laughs> and your brain has a mind. Maybe they're separate. Maybe they're part of the same thing. But the fact of the matter is that your mind is always looking for evidence of that which it believes to be true. And it will literally ignore the rest. And I said, you have a brain. I know you have a good one. How do I know? Because you've made it this far. If your brain didn't work very well, you, you wouldn't have survived. So you've made it this far. However, there's a part of your brain called the RAS, which is the reticular activated system of your brain. The reticular activated system. It's this tiny part of your brain back here, right? It sits at the base of the brain. And it causes you a lot of trouble when it comes to actually achieving the outcomes that you've set. We, by that I mean all of us, all human beings, are literally bombarded by massive amounts of information every single day. In fact, we get more information than we could ever possibly manage to, to sort out and organize. And for that reason, we have a filter. That filter is the RAS, the reticular activated system of your brain. 
Now, you get around 2 billion bits of information, 2 billion bits of data coming at you every single second. So the RAS is what sorts out what it thinks is important and what it thinks is not important. So how does it know what's important? Well, the simple answer is attention. Whatever you have paid the most attention to in the past becomes what decides what the, the reticular activated system of your brain decides is the most important moving forward. Now think about that for a minute. What was important in the past becomes important in the future. What does that mean? Let's take the example of lucky people. It means if somebody's lucky and they've noticed that they're lucky, they've paid attention to that, that things go well for them, their brain, their reticular activated system, their RAS, is paying attention to those things moving forward. It sees, it's constantly filtering information that looks like bad luck and just gets rid of it and puts the attention on good luck. Well, it works exactly the same with somebody who feels like they don't have the good luck, they have bad luck. They're, they're in the past, they noticed bad luck, and that's what they focus on moving forward. It becomes whatever was important in the past becomes important in the future. So think about this in the context of family business, because we've been dealing with this recently with a family. And particularly in succession, uh, this leader who is actually generation two, so the business was started by their parent, this person is generation two, and they're looking to hand off to generation three. So it's gone from G1 to G2, and it's gone to G3. And the person I'm working with is the G2 leader presently in place who's looking to, to, success, to do succession to the third generation. And we're having this conversation about how this person is just failing everywhere. And it's just so obvious that they're failing. And, and I suggested that, that may, the problem may be the framework, the context in which this G2, this present time leader, is looking at this new leader. An example is that many years ago, I had a business partner, Phil. Love Phil, wonderful guy, incredibly brilliant. Who st This is many, many years ago, but he started dating this girl. And to, for the life of me, I could not understand why he dated her because, yeah, she was attractive. It wasn't about that. But Phil was incredibly bright. And this girl, to be extremely judgmental for a moment, seemed like she was dumb as a stick. And I definitely had those judgments about her. I didn't like being around her. I didn't find her very stimulating. And all I could see every time she opened her mouth, every move she made for me was just not very bright. And I couldn't see her in any other context. Then one day I was away. I'd been away uh, out of the city and I came back and I was supposed to be staying with Phil at his place. And by then he was living with Vera. I arrived and Phil being Phil, he wasn't around. He was out doing whatever it was. And I was left with Vera. Now, for me, <laughs> that was a fate worse than death because, you know, what am I going to talk about? It's just like boring. Anyway, I went in and I sat and talked with Vera for a little while and something fascinating happened. She took me in, in her room and showed me this piece of artwork she'd done. It was spectacular. And we began speaking about art because I had that in common with her. I'd been an artist. I understood art. And we started talking about that. And I suddenly, she was transformed from this person who I judged as, as dumb to this person who was quite brilliant in, her, in that context. 
See, my mind, the reticular activated system of my brain, the RAS of my brain, was looking for evidence that she was daft, that she was not bright. And so all I could see was that. That's why I made important. But in that moment, she transformed that context, and I get to see her in another light. I get to see her as very bright, but in a different context. You see, whatever you've paid the most attention to in the past becomes the most important thing in the future. So your RAS is filtering out everything that contradicts everything. So what does this mean in the context of you achieving something? Well, you guessed it. The problem is new. If you've never really focused on this new thing before, whatever it is that you want to achieve, your RAS doesn't see it as important. And when that information shows up, when that insights, that clarity, that opportunity shows up, your RAS might just pass it by and you become unaware of it. So it's filtered it before you even get a chance. So what stops us from achieving what we set out to achieve? The answer is that tiny part of your brain, the reticulated activated system. It's designed to filter out whatever it decides is important based on the past. So how do you fix this filter? Simple answer is you have to reset the filter. Just like you have a junk filter on your email, and if you haven't set that filter, very important messages will end up in your junk or in the, uh, you know, or in the trash. So how do you do that? You've got to let the RAS know what is important at this time. You've got to let it know what's important now so it moves forward in that direction. Therefore, you must consistently pay attention to what you want to make important. It's curious that the mind can and will trump and transcend the rigors of the known, the familiar, the safe. That's what the, the RAS is looking for. It can transcend all that. However, to do it takes a discipline, takes a focus, takes a commitment to be like a little child, to look in wonder at that which you have already lost wonder of. The things that you've already set your mind and say they are this, but to, to make a commitment to be that curious child, to find wonder in what no longer has wonder. To look at something as if it was for the first time. To be willing to allow ourselves to hallucinate the future, to embrace what others or even our own old conditioned mind would call a delusion. So to finish, let me ask you, what reality of leadership are you holding on to? And what delusion of leadership do you need to make important enough to grow into? Remember, the mind will see it as a delusion. What reality of leadership are you holding on to? And what delusion, what hallucination do you want to put your focus on and make important enough to grow? If you are serious about embracing this kind of positive disruption that builds a culture of fiercely loyal employees who not only lead but also become evangelical about your organization while generating 10 times engagement and productivity, again, my name is Dov Barron, and until next time, Stay curious, my friends. Stay curious.